We have a hero in the sanctuary today besides Jesus. My wife the other day was driving through a town. My wife was driving through a town the other day and she's so much better than me. Driving through town the other day and she's driving by and I'm not making this up. She was driving by a house and looked out and the shed was on fire. Okay, and I know where all your minds just went when I said shed was on fire. And so, being the wonderful stand-up Susan she is, she stops and she pulls into the driveway and goes running to the door knocking repeatedly on the door and the elderly woman came to the door and thought her, her husband was out there, but he was gone. And so she leaves and then, so we, we start looking up and we, we find the lady and we look up on social media and she puts out a post, this nice, really nice young woman stopped by and this would have been so much worse. We have a hero among us. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I don't want you to judge me right now, but we're all so busy sometimes. We've got our own agendas sometimes. If we're driving by and we look out and see a you know, shed on fire, we might think, well, they're burning it down. Or maybe it's, someone's out there. It, it'll be okay. Somebody's out there watching it. You all know you would have done the same thing. Drive by. We're not, listen, it's not based on works. Jesus knew a long time ago we're going to be all very different. Hey, listen, the way we do things and how we do things, but listen to me, there's a plan of salvation. Every knee shall bow. Whether you do it right now or you do it later, there will be one, there will be one time where your knee will bow. Yes. Amen. It's his mercy. It's his good works that save us. It's his good works that we're providing us with the work of the cross. And he alone deserves glory for our salvation. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. When you decide to repent, when you decide to come to Jesus, when you, come, when you decide to give your heart to the Lord, it's not about you. It's about him because you've recognized that he's greater. He's worthy. He died on the cross for your sins. You recognize that. So the prodigal son felt he had to be worthy to be a son by means of good deeds and behavior. And all one needs to be a son is to be born in the family. The father heard the son declare he was not worthy to be called son, so call him servant. But what did the father say? I believe it's verse 22. But what did the father say after he heard his son say that? Did he say, okay, you'll be like my other hired servants since you're not worthy to be my son? No, he did not. Immediately the father ignored that declaration and said, notice, notice this, he starts out the verse, but. In other words, that statement did not get anywhere with the father. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him, get out the ring, get out the shoes. Sometimes we're coming to the Lord and we're saying, yeah, this, 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 and God's saying, but I forgive you. We're so caught up in our natural flesh. We're saying, I'm just not worthy. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And God's saying, listen, I'm forgiving you. Just stop and receive what I'm trying to do this moment. 
Let go and let me be God. He ignored the son's words, explained the son was no longer worthy to be called son. This my son. He was still son no matter how mistakenly he acted. What a glorious truth the son learned that day. What a difference it would be for him from then on. What a revelation. And I began to read and I began to study. And you know how it is in ministering. You're like, Lord, I just want to stay on that for a little while. <laughs> I just want to stay there. I want, I want to talk about the product. I want to come home. Then all of a sudden my attention turned to the elder brother. Luke chapter 15, verse 25 picks up, says, Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Thy brother is come. Whew. And thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry. And listen, he was angry. He could have been angry and went on in and faked it. Like most of us do sometimes. We don't deal, we don't deal with the situation. We just fake it. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves spinning out of control. And we don't deal with the issue that's before us. But here's what happened. He was so angry, he, he would not go in. Anger can keep you from your true potential. Yes. Yes. Anger can keep you from your destiny. Yes. Anger can keep you from your dreams. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You've got to let go of the anger. You've got to let go of some past issues. Anger, listen to your pastor today. Listen to your Anger can keep you out of the house of God. Anger can keep you from your ministry. Anger. Anger. Yeah. Don't say you've never been angry. Right. <laughs> my, my. People will be people. Hurtful people hurt others. Hurting people can hurt others. That's why you've got to deal with the issue. Because you got to make sure that while you're in that season of hurt, you're not spewing anything else out. Because you've got some prodigals. He wouldn't go in. He's angry and would not go in. Therefore, he, his father came out. That'll preach. Just because we're having a pouting session... It's because everything's not going well for us and we're keeping ourselves from the distance from God doesn't mean that the Father won't go find you and say, what's the problem? What's keeping you from your ministry? What's holding you back from your potential? What's holding you back from your dreams and your vision that I've given you? What's keeping you, friend? Don't you think that God won't sort you out and find you? Just like any of us, all of us have been there before. All of us been there before when, when we're having a good, there's a good time happening and you got some folks that come and they spoil it. That family function, that celebration, 
You know what I'm talking about? You got that. It's a celebrating time. And then somebody shows up and spoils it. And then you got to go out there and deal with it. You got to go out there and say, well, what's going on, man? Come on in here and party. It's a celebration. Come on. Just let it go right now. We'll deal with it later. Get in here and have a good time. Anybody ever been there before? You all know what I'm talking about. We've been there before. Get in there and have a good time. Quit acting crazy out here. That's why I fell on the 4th of July. Parking in that parking lot. No joke. The fireworks start. It's only 20 minutes long. This car pulls up. This lady's chewing this man out. I'm like, listen, it's the fireworks. It's going to last 20 minutes. Just stop chewing him out for a moment and just watch the fireworks. You've waited all day long for this. Just stop for a moment. Then you can pick up where you left off 20 minutes later. Listen, if we don't deal with some things, listen to me, we'll miss celebrating moments that God has for us. And God's saying, I don't want that for you. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be favored. How about we lift our hands right now and say, God, if I'm hiding anything in my heart, don't let me miss celebrating what you've got for me. Don't let me miss my heart and anger. Come on, don't let me miss, God. Celebrating what you've got for me. Because somebody's trying to spoil it. Oh. Father went out to him. He answered and said to the Father, So, lo, these things years do I serve thee, verse 29. And neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. You never, you never gave me a fatted calf. You never did those for me. And my God, he's missing a moment here right now. Because I read to you and I pointed out to you when I was reading. He divided. That boy knew what was his. So anytime he, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Anytime he wanted to fat a calf and celebrate, all he had to do is go walk down and grab his own fat a calf and celebrate. Don't you miss out on what God's wanting to do on you because others are doing other things. As soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living, the harlots, and thou hast killed for him the fatted calf, he said to his son, Thou art ever with me, and all, all that I have, that I all have, that I have is thine. You telling me, son, you've been living this moment right now, having all this around you, and you don't think it's at your fingertips that you can have all that, all that I have for you? Come on, we can sit in the pews all we want to, but until we decide, I'm not staying where I'm at. I'm not staying in this mess. I'm not staying. God's got greater things for me. Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, this is all right? I can't get no help up here. I can't get no help up here, my God. Verse 32, 
And then what fathers do, and I've had those talks with my dad. <laughs> what fathers do, come here, dad. What fathers do, grab that microphone. Oh, yeah. Grab that microphone. I don't know why I'm doing this right now. <laughs> Somebody pray. Come here, dad. I've been around you so we can, we don't have social distance right now. Right. Sometimes a father will grab you. Sometimes the heavenly father will get your attention. That still small voice. In that moment when you feel like you're being hurt and you're feeling destroyed and you're just feeling, amen, everything. You're just, there's darkness all around you. Once you read verse 32, the father grabs and says this, speaks to him and says this. It was meant that we should make merry. It was meant that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. Was lost and is found. Hold on, son. Listen to me. He gets out and says, hold on, son. I heard what you said. And I've told you all that I have is yours. But don't you mistaken. Down the road. If you ever encounter a situation like this. Don't you stay out being angered. It was meat. It's purposeful that we should be glad. That we should be happy. So when this time ever happens down the road again, don't you be putting your lip out, sucking your thumb in a corner somewhere. You get out there and celebrate whoever's coming home. Whoever's decided. Whoever was lost and found. Hallelujah. somebody hallelujah sometimes it's good when somebody amen a strong voice in your life can pull you up closely and say listen I know you don't understand all that's around you I know you've got questions I know you don't understand it at all but when this moment happens down the road again don't you ever Act the way you did. Come on, right, right, right. Come on, right. Oh, I feel, I feel Lord. Don't you ever act the way you did. You get in that party and you celebrate. You rejoice when one soul falls on an altar of repentance. You rejoice when one soul gets baptized in Jesus' name. I don't care if it's a house of 500. When one soul falls at an altar and cries out, say, God, forgive me of my sins. The heavens rejoice. Thank you, Dad. Can we worship the Lord right now? Can we worship Him? Oh, come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. That elder brother's spirit, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. No. I don't want it in this church. I can't speak for other churches. I can't speak for other ministries, other assemblies. But I'm going to tell you right now, this church, we don't want the elder brother's spirit. Because you don't know, that might be you one of these days that slips away from God. But one day God gets a hold of you and you get back to the altar and pick. Right. 
And I apologize to you. And unfortunately, the elder brother spirit is out there. Because Jesus wouldn't put this out in scripture. Listen, Jesus wouldn't put this out in scripture that there's two sons. One son has some like self-discovery kind of thing. Gets out there and figures it out and gets back home. Gets a relationship back with the father. And the other son loses that. Why would, he, why would he put that in Scripture? Because it's teaching us. Listen to me. Whatever, listen, I, I, there's, there's one way to heaven. We know that. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We know that. Unfortunately, we've all messed that up because man put our hands in the Scripture. We tried to change it and tweak it how we wanted to. Catholicism messed it all up in three, what, 340 A.D. or 342 A.D., Changing it all up, baptism stuff. Study it out for yourself. I'm not making this stuff up. It matters. It matters. I don't want to be lost. Come on, when that trumpet blows, I don't want to be lost. I won't make plans for my retirement, plans for bank money, this and that. And lose my soul. Because it's not about works. It's not how good you are. There's a plan of salvation. There's a way of escape. There is. There is. And the elder brother spirit is out there. And I apologize if you've, if you've encountered that spirit. Listen to me as pastor. I've, I've heard. I've heard. Listen to me. I've heard other people. I've counseled and met with other people that's come to our church, to our church, and say, my goodness, this church is so friendly, all these different things. But when I've been to other churches, and they wouldn't even speak to me. They knew my name, and I just couldn't get back to God in that place. Church, the elder brother spirit's out there. And if you've not picked up on it at all, let me just be very clear and blunt with you. The elder brother always found fault with what the prodigal brother did. Listen, we must realize that we may be surrounded by people with the elder brother's spirit. I don't want it. I want to be forgiving. I want to be with someone who rejoices when the prodigal returns. But I begin to think about this and I think about and, and I know I know I'll get back to him when I talk about it. I'm getting way to close. Just thinking about my own my own brother, <laughs> my elder brother, and I. We always tease each other all the time because you know I, I at the birthday party uh, we had family over Thursday night or no Friday night, and uh, I opened up my mom and dad's card and I begin to fake read because my brother was sitting right there. I begin to fake read so that I could get him worked up. So I open up my mom and dad's card from, from them, and I begin to read, and it says, Number one son, we're so thankful we hand you after your brother. Because you've cleaned up everything, and you've made everything so much better. And he's sitting over there like, what? I remember a time when I, here in a little while, here in a little while, I'm going to be greeting Greeting the graduates of Westdale here in just a little while at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We have a graduation going on. What a time in their lives. And I'm going to be greeting them here in a little while. 
But I remember when I graduated high school, and I never lived it down because I got the title to the Green Ford Ranger. And boy, was I glad. I, I got that as my high school gift, a paid-off truck, green Ford Ranger, baby. It was looking good. I was feeling good. And my brother was sitting there saying, hey, all I got was like 100 bucks. <laughs> I'm making light of this, and I know we all have our own experiences. But listen to me, friends. The other brother spirits out there, don't let them crush your dreams. Don't let them crush your true potential. Be who God's called you to be. There are destinies out there. There are ministries out there. And I don't care who's come into your life and said negative things about you or tried to crush everything that God's trying to do in your life. You push that aside and say, listen, it was meet that we be glad. It was meet that we rejoice. It was meet that we be merry. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. Can we love him today? Be the type of person that looks past other people's failures, all right? Be the type of person that looks past other people's failures. The prodigal figured it out. He self-discovery. But the elder, elder brother is there home working, showing up. Sometimes the saints of God are like, God, I show up. I'm at church. I'm there. I'm attending. I'm doing my part. I'm doing whatever pastor tells me to do. I'm cleaning the toilets. I know I just said that word really weird. Toilets. I know. I, I, I pick up after myself. I, I help out. My God, I, I, God, I, I help make peanut brittle. I sign up and volunteer to make peanut brittle God. I'm doing everything. And then we lose sight of what it's all about. Because then we see others come in and my God, you know, they've got it. Man, there's this rocking and it's, and it's a pastor. What am I doing wrong? I got this one. We've lost sight that all along has been right in front of us that we can tap into the same thing. Don't miss out by just serving and doing these things. Don't miss out on the bigger picture that God has for you. Can we lift our hands right now and worship Him? Come on, can we lift our hands to heaven right now?